broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline. You're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. We have a great show for you today. Uh, featuring Jenny McMurdo, CEO of the Carmel Chamber of Commerce, and Casey Aguilar, the owner of Monterey Bay Food Tours. Uh, before before we get to the show today, uh, let me remind you that you can't listen here on Power Talk on Saturdays. You can always download our podcast via iTunes or Spotify, or you can go to our website at whatstheplanmonterey.com and listen anytime you want if you miss a guest, or you can listen to our past episodes, and you can even sign up for an email and you'll get to hear great news about upcoming guests. So, uh, Jenny McMurto, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this should be fun. Uh, Jenny, according to your LinkedIn profile, I uh, stalked you on LinkedIn there. Is <laughs> uh, June t- uh, 2017 to currently, you were the president of the Carmel Chamber of Commerce, CarmelChamber.org. If if those want, if you want to go out and uh, seek that out. You also were uh, Lamore Chamber of Commerce, and before that, uh, adjunct, uh, you were a college professor, looks like, and a theater director. So tell us yeah. a little bit about your past. It's a little, it's a, a little bit odd, um, but yeah, I actually started my career, I have my master's, my master's of fine arts in directing, and wow. I did a lot of uh, adjunct theater professor work and, and a bunch of freelance directing, and then, you know, I had a change in life, I moved out to California, and I found myself in chamber work pretty quickly. So yeah, I've been in chamber work for seven years, three years here on the peninsula. Well, you've been wildly successful while uh, it looks like it. So, yeah, you've really done well. So, congratulations. Best. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, during during the, the three years that you've been in, in Carmel, or you can even go back to Lamore if you like, but what are some of the things that you're most proud of and uh, your accomplishments at the Chamber? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, we... We've just been doing a really great job lately. I think in Carmel specifically, I think we've been doing a really great job of bringing all of the elements of Carmel together, businesses and residents and the city council and all of the nonprofits all together with a unified voice, marketing and and everything. I think that collective sense of community has really been shining the past couple of years and specifically now during COVID. I think I'm really proud of that work. We've done a lot. We've done a lot to try to bring people together. Yeah, yeah. Now I've talked to previously with Chef Pepe and uh, Carrie Tice, who's on the uh, Carmel. Um, she's a council uh, person, and uh, they they you know have unique idea or unique kind of perspectives on COVID. So, what kind of things have you been hearing from the uh, business owners with regard with respect to COVID and and the things that Carmel City Council and the and the County of Monterey are doing? Well, I think specifically in Carmel, our our local government has been really proactive. They haven't waited to find out how to be creative during this time. You know, they they came out with the idea of doing outdoor dining really quick, um, and I was I was definitely helping helping with that those that outreach. And then we've also been really um, good about getting out the education. You know, what are the things that we need to do as businesses to make sure that our 
customers are safe and our employees are safe, um, getting signage up downtown in all of the windows, making sure that they've had enough training in what they need to do, and also advocating for their needs at the local level, county level, and state level. State level is much more difficult, obviously, but um, we've really we've been on the front end of things, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, the uh, taste of Carmel, <laughs> I dive, dive right into that. So um, I, I don't know much about uh, what what's happening with that, but can you describe you know this year and 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 the out years like twenty one and so what what's happening? Sure. Well, Taste of Carmel in its former glory out at the Carmel Mission is unfortunately not going to be able to work this year. We our committee uh, back in March, I told the committee, "All right, guys, start to think outside the box. Let's let's figure out a way to potentially do something um, and make it as safe as we can and make it as acceptable as we can. And so we have some ideas about bringing it into town and having it spaced out. And we have so many ideas about what this could be. Um, It's still a big question mark. It is set for October 1st if we're able to do this, but it will look really different. It's going to be a re-envision. It's going to be outside entirely, walking around the village, getting to know, um, getting to know the village again. So we're hoping that that's going to, that's going to take off and we'll be able to get some infusion of people downtown again. Would you, would it involve the increased closing of maybe a block or something, or is that in the works or is it just maybe still the al dente parking space? It's really, it's, it's, it's the way that we have it formed is that you walk around to each one of the spaces. Um, you go to the tasting room, you go to the restaurants that all have been allowed outdoor space already. So um, you're not, we're not doing anything inside <laughs> and we would have a ton of volunteers out on the streets, getting people to move so that there isn't any gathering that people don't spend a bunch of time at one place and it gets bunched up that there's a lot of flow. People are going to start at different points so that they're spread out in their routes even. So there's a lot of a lot of time and thinking that's gone into it. And we've been talking to the city about it as well because we want them to be a good partner in this. And as far as it goes right now, I, I can't say that it that it's definite, but as far as things look right now, I think we might be able to make it work. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so a lot of times people are driving to Carmel while they're listening to the program or they're driving around Monterey. So if, if it's someone from out of town or even in town that's going to Carmel, what kind of things, uh, what activities could you suggest today in Carmel, today, Saturday in Carmel? Sure. I'd say park your car first. because Carmel is such an easy destination to walk. It's one square mile. You can walk, although you do have to go up and down that hill on Ocean Avenue, Mm -hmm. Um, but park your car, start walking and really just enjoy, um, you know, being outside. You know, you can enjoy the trails. You can enjoy the beach, which is all outside. And there's tons of shopping to be done in town um, and outdoor dining, outdoor tasting rooms. So all of it has really moved to the outside, which is really, uh, it's, it's a different way to to see the village and it's very easy to do walking oh that's phenomenal is it now i know the beach is still open and it's socially distanced and everything so that that that's fantastic as well so can you uh, describe what kind of exciting things you have planned um in the future for (laughs) (laughs) well the future's a big question mark isn't it uh well we have something really exciting that we're proud of it's our first inaugural leadership carmel class it's supposed to start in 
September. It's a nine-month professional development program. I'm sure you've heard of lots of different leadership programs. Um, but this is the first time we've tried to tackle it in our village. Um, our village is fairly unique, and I think it warrants um, us spending some time trying to develop some future leaders in our town. So uh, we're really excited about that. We're, we're allowing a class of 10. So the applications are due at the end of July, July 31st. If anyone's interested, um, go to our website and you can apply there. And then we're also working with Quail right now, Quail Lodge and Golf Club, because we are going to do a drive-in movie mixer. Mm, that'll be fun. <laughs> Which, yeah, we're kind of just melding the idea of a mixer and a drive-in movie together, keep it all socially distanced inside your cars, but coming up with some creative ways to do that. Um, we have great partners in Quail and Glastonbury AV who does the, the screen out there. So be looking for that hopefully at the end of July. And that's uh, carmelchamber.org is where people would go. Who's going to be facilitating the uh, leadership uh, classes? Well, we have a program director, Leslie Everett from Walking Tall Personal Branding, Inc. Uh, she mm -hmm. has developed the entire uh, leadership portion of the day, which is the, the afternoon sessions. And then in the morning sessions, I have a bunch of these um these leaders in the community groups that we're going to either visit in person or visit virtually. Uh, so we'll, we'll spend some time with local government. We're going to spend some time with local school districts and healthcare systems and hospitality industry, all the things that really make Carmel Carmel. That, that is, that does sound fantastic. I, I was, uh, wow, that's great. Have you seen the, by the way, have you seen the, uh, the documentary, about it's it's called something like paving the streets of Carmel. Have you seen that? Oh no, I haven't. It's, yeah, it's all of, it's about the uh, about the, the history of Carmel and and like pave it when they decided to pave the streets in the early 1900s. And I believe Clint Eastwood uh, and some yeah. some listener can correct me if that's wrong, but I believe Clint Eastwood produced it, and it, it's just a, it's a really phenomenal thing. And I believe it's available on YouTube. So. Um, just, it sounds familiar now that you say that, but the artist and history of uh, Carmel is fantastic. So, is there anything you'd like to add before we uh, shoot off to the break? Just that, uh, just a, a sense of, hey, you know, it's it, today's hard and it's been hard for a couple of months now. And I just want to remind people that nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. Thank you, Charlie Chaplin. Um, it, it won't last forever. Keep your spirits up and, uh, you know, celebrate your community. Yeah. That, well, thank you so much for being on the program, Jenny. You guys have a great theater. I didn't even ask you about your theater in Carmel. Okay. Too. So, that's a <laughs> great thing, and you with your theater background. But anyway, uh, you can find out more about Jenny McMurdo and the Carmel Valley or Carmel Chamber of Commerce at Carmel carmelchamber.com. I'm Paul Wyant, and you've been listening to What's the Plan on Central Coast Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.1 FM. We'll be right back with Casey Aguilar owner of Monterey Bay Food Tours to talk more about what they are doing to make our peninsula a fun place to visit. Stay tuned. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. For great employees, call Monterey County Express Employment Professionals. 831-920-1230. That's 831-920-1230. 
advertising. Love it or hate it, it's a vital tool for business owners to attract customers and earn a living. But some city governments have arbitrary laws about what advertising signs can and cannot say. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech. IJ is committed to defending free speech against excessive and unfair government regulations. Please visit our website today at ij.org to find out how you can help the Institute for Justice. If you're planning an event and searching for the perfect venue, consider the Monterey County Sheriff's Posse Grounds on Old Natividad Road in Salinas. The Posse Grounds has it all. A complete kitchen, barbecue pits. We also have an outdoor stage featuring a large dance area, all in a private setting and wide open spaces. So book your event now. Call 831-444-6267 or visit our website at mcsposse.com. The Monterey County Sheriff's Posse is a not-for-profit organization. There's a whole bunch more of What's the Plan with your host, Paul Wyant. As we continue with the program this afternoon on Power Talk 1460 and 101FM. And once again, here's Paul. Hey, thanks a lot, Mark. In this exciting second half of the program, we have Casey Aguilar. She's the owner of Monterey Bay Food Tours. It's an exciting event, and we'll learn more about that in this uh, in the next 15, 20 minutes. Uh, you can find out more about them on the web at MontereyBayFoodTours.com. Casey, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now, Casey, I was reading on the Internet that you were raised in Augusta, Georgia. It's a, it's another place with a fairly well-known golf course, as I <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and uh, what led you to the Monterey area? Um, yeah, I moved from one golf town to another. Um, I, we actually moved out here for my husband's um, job, but um, I had been coming out here tagging along with him on some business trips for several years before we, he had the opportunity to take a job out here. And it was kind of a dream of ours to be able to live out here. So once that opportunity presented itself, we couldn't pass it up. Absolutely. Do you miss... Georgia in August. That's my next question. No, no. <laughs> that's that's a one word answer, right? No. I don't miss the humidity, the bugs, none of that. So <laughs> and also we I understand also from, from your website that your grandmother in law makes some really good mole. And uh, can you describe what she does to make it great without giving away the recipe? <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> even be able to give the recipe away if I tried, but um I know it involves hours and hours of standing and stirring. Um, I know that she had my mother-in-law standing there stirring and stirring, and she'd try to sneak away and tell her, no, no, you have to keep stirring. So um, that was, we had that the night before um, my husband and I got married. She made that for both of our families. So that was my first time really ever having it. And so after that, it was my stand, my bar was set pretty high from there on out. So. Yeah, and you're, so and you, and you, you know, your love of food and, and being able to describe food is, I'm certainly probably comes from some of that. Um, what other what other things in your past led you to being such an affectionate or a lover of uh, culinary arts? Um, I think just um, it's funny because I always say my mom always says that we were picky eaters, my brothers and I as kids, but now I always say she's the picky eater and we're the ones that will try anything. But um, I think um, also I. I did a study abroad. I learned, um, I went to, or used to be a Spanish teacher. So I first went to school to get my degree in Spanish. And then I did a study abroad in Spain. So I think just some of the traveling and, um, just 
the love of travel and just trying food from different cultures and learning about the different cultures. Yeah, that's, that's not, it's a great idea. So the walking tour combining history and the local cuisine is a phenomenal idea. How, how exactly did you come up with the idea and uh, can you describe, yeah, just describe how you came up with that idea or why you decided to pursue it? Yeah. So um, actually my sister-in-law owned a food tour, a uh, walking food tour in Athens, Georgia, which is the co- like a college town where the University of Georgia is. And she had three different tour routes going. And, you know, I thought if she can make that work in a college town, um, I always loved the idea of having one myself, but it, Augusta wasn't really the right fit for it. So when we moved out here about a year into being here, I realized that Monterey didn't have a food tour. And I thought, wow, you know, this is like the opportunity for me to do this because we have um, so many great restaurants. It's a walkable, such a walkable city. We have tourism, we have history, we have great weather year round. So it just seemed like everything was in place. Um, And I always wanted to start my own business, but I just never really either had the right idea or the right place to do it. So it's just kind of everything came together um, when we moved here. So it was great. It seems like the, the perfect kind of activity to be doing during COVID. Uh, <laughs> what, I mean, seriously, you're outside, which is supposedly good and you're, you know, eating al dente. So describe what, you know, how COVID has affected the business or, you know, have you seen an increase in interest? So um, we, of course, had to shut down completely for several months. Um, We did our last tour, I think it was March 14th, and then um, we had to cancel anything um, up until a few weeks ago. And then, but we started seeing a big interest. I think people were just so ready to get out and have something to do. So we started out with some smaller groups. Then we, um, then they released some new regulations when it said to be, um, it was when the order went in place for the required mask when they were going to do the fine. And that mm-hmm. wasn't an issue. We could easily, we were already asking people to wear a mask anyway, but then it said you could, you had to social distance from people that weren't in your own group. So at that point I had, I think a group of like three different couples that had booked separately. And I just didn't feel comfortable that I could really um, do my part in helping to prevent the spread. So I said, you know, I just need to cancel this tour. So I did. And then at that point I decided, well, if we could just do private groups only of people, you know, from the same household, then we could try to just do some smaller groups. So we started that for a couple of weeks and then we had the indoor restaurants all had to close. So we had another, you know, obstacle thrown at us. So um, at that point, I said, well, if, you know, if we, I mean, the tour's walking, we're outdoors. If we have enough restaurants that are able to still accommodate us outdoors, then we'll, you know, we'll keep doing it as long as, as they're able to accommodate us. And luckily, I mean, they've been, I mean, I've been working with them anyway for two and a half years, most of them. So, but they all, I think are, you know, welcoming the business too. So, so far for us to continue with the group of two to six people, um, just sitting outside. It's, it worked out. We had four tours last week. So that was, that was great. That is great. Yeah. That, so from your, looking at your website, you offer old Monterey and a cannery road tour well, and also custom tours as well. But what, what are some of the historical highlights and the food highlights of, of each of those tours? So um, with the old Monterey tour, that's the one that we started with. That's the one we've been running since since day one. Um, the Cannery Row tour, we had only probably a couple of months we were doing that one before um, COVID. So we we were just like getting that one going and people were just starting to get excited about it. But um the old Monterey tour, we we start around the Fisherman's Wharf, so they get to hear you know a little history of the Fisherman's Wharf. Then we go, we walk through all of the old historic buildings like um, 
by the Joseph Boston store and the first brick house and the old whaling station before we before we head into downtown. And uh, then, you know, there's still pops of history throughout the downtown with the Stevenson house and um, the Cooper Malera Adobe. We go through there and their gardens. And so there's just so much history throughout, um, even down on Alvarado street with Helms tobacco and wine shop. They're the, actually the longest continuously running business in Monterey and the oldest tobacco shop in California. So there's just history all throughout the city. Wow. That's, that is uh, great. And you, so in, and in cannery row, I'm sure you cover all of the, the cannery history and some of the, Steinbeck. the dis, yeah, Steinbeck and all that's great. Yeah. Well, and so custom tours, what kind of, uh, Custom tours have you done, and what, and what would someone like? Maybe if they're doing an elopement, I guess you there aren't full fledged weddings right now, but the smaller weddings. What kind of custom tour could a wedding party or maybe even a wedding couple get? Yeah, we actually did one for a wedding party um, um, before coronavirus, but it, um, they just had a small group. I think instead of having a reception, that was what they decided they wanted to do as their their reception, just take their friends and family on the food tour. But um, for custom tours, we've it could be anything from time of day to what menu items they want, um, what, if they have certain places they want to go, certain restaurants. Um, we've had, we had one large group of about 30 people um, last year that they wanted a specific um, restaurant that was small and it wasn't going to be available because it was a busy Friday night. So they, we had to do a buyout of the restaurant, but that was, you know, something that, that worked into their budget. So, but, um, yeah, just all different types of, we've done bachelorette parties. Um, it could be gifts that they have add on to send home. Like we've had, uh, for corporate groups, they want to have a gift to give at the end of the tour to all of their clients. So we have like um, some local products from some of the local artisans. We can put together gifts for them at the end of the tour. Oh, that's yeah, that is really really cool. Um, what? So if someone was listening right now, if they're, you know, maybe they today Saturday, maybe they maybe you're full up tonight or something. But how could they get more information or book a tour? Is it primarily through the website? Yeah. So I mean, they can also call us to book, but um, it's easy to book through the website if you go to MontereyBayFoodTours.com. There's a way to book. We aren't offering the the local seafood tour right now. I'm just waiting for things to get um, a little more back to normal. But we but the old Monterey tour we are offering, and we had to increase our price a little bit for it being a private tour. So the it's um, a minimum of two people. The first two people are $150 a person, and each additional person up to six is an additional $100 a person. Um, our normal price was is $105. So when we can get back to mixed groups again, we'll we'll go back to that price. But for now, mm-hmm. um, to cover our costs, if it's a group of only two people, we had to increase the price a little bit. And we can also do evening um, evening tours as well in Old Monterey. And, wh- and what's included in the price? How many uh, how many restaurants do you typically visit, and uh, and other things? Um, five to six stops, um, food and drink. Um, there's at least three of the stops will have beer or wine tastings, and all of the stops will have food. And the tour mm. takes about three hours, three to three and a half hours. Wow, that's phenomenal. Are they local wines from uh, San Lucia Highlands, or are they just regional, or kind of everywhere? Um, well, the one the wine rooms that we stop in are definitely local. That's Puma Road and Comanche Cellars. Um, mm. 
but we also we taste um we go to epsilon greek restaurant and we go there we take a taste a greek wine that a lot of people have never heard of or tried so just kind of depends on on the different stops oh that that is great and i've seen um the the it's not called the because i always get confused with the barnyard oh the barns area i saw you guys over there as well you you stop by that in old monterey and, and talk about the history of the barns as well yeah and there's um we we haven't started going back um to alta as a stop um we'll probably start mm-hmm. doing that again soon but we were we definitely are going through the cooper malera gardens and talking about the history out there and then um at some point we'll get back to going into alta and trying some of their delicious um sweets that they have there that's it yeah there what what is the history of the of that area that barns area in um in old monterey there here the traders i guess it's wedged between the modern trader joe's and uh and and that area there what what is kind of some of the history of those of those buildings well the cooper and malera families um lived there and they're one of their families were actually the ones that first introduced artichokes to to this part of the country so they're actually they have a chef's garden out in out behind alta that um has everything's edible and it includes two artichoke plants on either end. And it's that's always really exciting for people because if people aren't from California, a lot of people have never even seen an artichoke plant. So they always get a kick out of um, out of seeing that. And then we go through the orchard and then we um, talk about the history of the flags that are across the street at the transit station because um, a lot of people, I always say, if you're a local, you probably drive past that and never even notice that there's a Spanish flag, a Mexican flag, and the U.S. flag. Um, and then the California flag, but there actually used to be an Argentinian flag flying there too, because they all the flags are flags that represent um, nations that are that had occupied Monterey at one time, and mm-hmm. they also the flags look like what they look like in that year in that particular year, so they're not the current flags. Oh, that that is really neat. yeah. I remember reading on if anybody's ever going to the Presidio of Monterey, probably not on the tour, it's a little bit out of the way, but up on that hill, it talks about like the week and a half that the Argentinians like sacked and pillaged Monterey and took it over and then they just said ah we're done with it and they left or something like that it was it's kind of an interesting story I don't know obviously you can tell I don't need know a lot about it but Wikipedia will will solve that but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have any I gotta ask you Casey do you have anything coming up um in the in the future as as COVID lifts what, do you have any exciting new tours planned or you just kind of want to get back on your feet and get things back to normal um, well, definitely, we would want to get the seafood, the local seafood tour, um, back up and running again. And the neat thing about that one, not just learning the history of Cannery Row and Steinbeck, but it was really educating people about lo- what is local seafood. Um, like that people might come, you know, they go to the wharf and, oh, we're going to get lobster or, you know, things that aren't really local Monterey seafood. And so it was really educating people and supporting restaurants that are actually buying from local fishermen. So that's um, definitely something that we were really getting excited about. And then just getting the evening tour, um, we had we had only done one of those. We had just started it and we had added um, Esteban at the Casa Munras. That was a, a new stop for us. So we were excited to get started with that tour, but um, that's that was the only one we were able to do before, before COVID. So those and and then we also um, started, this is ongoing, but we 
during the time that I had a little bit more time on my hands when we weren't operating tours, I started an online store um, selling local artisan food products from some of our tour partners. But then I've also been adding more um, local artisans. So we have, it's mostly food, but we have added some art and jewelry and um, just the all local makers from anywhere in the hundred mile um, radius. So from as far down as San Luis Obispo up to Santa Cruz and San Francisco, but definitely a lot from the Monterey and Carnell area. Wow. With that, yeah, that's what a wonderful thing to do. And I, and I can attest to the nighttime tour must be fun because it is a lot of fun. Monterey at night, especially, um, you know, when you're on Alvarado street, it's, it's just a really, just a really nice town. There's, it's really unparalleled and same with uh, Canary Row is very nice too at night. Uh, especially along the, along the water because the, yeah. the hotels like the spin drift and stuff will let you walk outside. And so your night tour, I would assume is in like Alvarado slash Fisherman's Wharf area. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And I love walking down Alvarado too at night with all the string lights that look so pretty in the evening. So yeah, it's a, just some great food there too. So I believe um, that brings us to the end of the, of the show this week, but do you have I was just wondering, Casey, do you have any any other things you'd like to talk about or any local vendors would like to get involved and, and get their products out to you for you to try out? Uh, can they reach out to you through your website as well? Yeah, definitely. There's a contact button or our email is foodie at MontereyBayFoodTours.com. Foodie at, okay, Monterey Bay Food Tours. I'm looking at it right now. All right. Well, the... That is Frank Sinatra playing, so that is the, means it's time to go. I want to thank Casey Aguilar, the owner of, owner of Monterey Bay Food Tours, on the web at MontereyBayFoodTours.com. Also, Jenny McMurdo, the Carmel Chamber of Commerce, they're on the web at CarmelChamber.com. I hope both of you make it back to the show sometime in the future. I'd also like to thank Mr. Carbonero, the greatest producer in the business, and of course, the great Dave Marzetti host of the Saturday Morning Shag Bag Radio Show for helping me make this program possible. I'm Paul Wine, owner of Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County. At Express, we're dedicated to providing great candidates to the great businesses of Monterey County. And if you'd like more information on us, just give me a call at 831-920-1230. You've been listening to What's the Plan on Central Coast Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.1 FM. Stay tuned for Business Sense with Mr. Edward King. Up next. It keeps spinning around.